At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. A warm up the low. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Visa Family Podcast, and we've got a great podcast for you as we're just going to go with a two-part podcast today just because... Well, we were expecting to have Game 5 of the ALDS. The MLB decided to give us north of a two-and-a-half-hour rain delay, and we got no game. So there is no recap to be had. So we're going to be talking to Ben Wilson about what we're going to be able to expect out of the NLCS. We were doing this with Ben as the rain delay was going on, so we don't have as much for ALDS Game 5 between the Guardians and the Yankees, but did ask a little bit about how the Astros match up with both of those teams as well, so we're going to give you guys a little bit on that front as well, but really going to be taking a look at the NLCS on this one, and then in the final segment, I'm going to give you guys picks and analysis on both games that we're going to be seeing today, NLCS Game 1 along with ALDS Game 5, and a little something I like to call touch them all. If you ever have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we go for those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. The other way, that is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. We've got no recap. Let's just dive in with the conversation with Ben Wilson right about now as... We are going to give the proper introduction as well. He does amazing work over at vSIM, but on top of that, this guy does a little bit of everything, as I know that his play-by-play work has been absolutely supreme. You've been able to catch him on Fox Sports 1 recently in terms of 
more college basketball. I know that he's been doing a little bit of indoor football this recent year. I know that he just goes all over the place, does some work over at ESPN Plus. List goes on and on. And to be able to follow Ben on Twitter, that's at Ben underscore Wilson underscore, and then the number one altogether. And Ben, you have been a hardworking man doing everything from the Lombardi line to college baseball the last few months. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. I know you're excited. I can tell by the tenor in your voice that we're under a month away from the college basketball season starting. So yes, it is and what today, I think as we're recording today, we're a few days away from the old equinox where we get all four sports, at least major sports, going at the same time. So that usually means that's like our busy season, and I'm, I'm excited for it. So I appreciate the invite as always. And you've spent some of the last few weeks taking a look at Victor Weyabama, who that guy is going to be very impressive oh, when man. he goes into the NBA. So you had a front row ticket to that and. Well, we had a front row ticket to the Milwaukee Brewers not making the postseason this year as well. That's a story for another day as the team that knocked them out of the postseason essentially is the Philadelphia Phillies. And I thought that there could be a little bit of chaos on the National League side of things. I thought that the Astros coming in, they had a much easier road to the World Series than the L.A. Dodgers or the Atlanta Braves. I'm not sure about you, though, but I did not see two wildcard teams being in the NL Championship Series, and I think that that does just go to show in general the strength that we did see in the National League this season and just how all these rosters were relatively evenly matched, even though you do have a team in the Phillies that does have one clear weak point in the bullpen. Right. It's funny, too, how we've seen this general, I guess, more from the national perspective, but this narrative that's like, all right, what do we need to do to change the postseason format? This isn't fair. 300-win teams, none of them are even in the Championship Series in the NL. But think back to postseasons past here over the past few years, like it's been pretty chalky. Usually you get more wonky results when you have any time you're taking a sport inherently that has 162 game regular season sample size. And then you're boiling it down to at least in the preliminary round of the playoffs to a best of five. You should probably expect some pretty crazy outcomes. We just haven't seen that over the last couple of years for a variety of factors. It is funny to me that everybody is on board the, all right, we got to change it somehow and we need to figure out a way to make this more optimal for the best teams. The way the postseason is set up, this is going to happen every so often. We talked a bunch of times, Greg, throughout the regular season, and if it was going to be two teams to kind of break up the mega market teams at the top here within the National League, it probably was always going to be the Phillies and the Padres. I mean, we talked about how the Phillies, really since May, it's been pretty apparent, they have been the highest variance team of any in the NL, and we've seen the highs, we've seen the lows, and the fact that they're here with an interim manager and they've been that way for the bulk of the season is very telling there. Same deal with San Diego with how big of an underachiever they were, at least in the regular season. And as I look at this matchup, I don't know about you, Greg, but to me, the biggest area where you have to start your handicap here is what do you make of the Phillies against A, the main lefty they'll face in the starting rotation in Blake Snell, who does not have a great postseason history of going deep into games. And B, the matchup against the lefty at the closer position in Josh Hader, who's now had this resurgent October. Seems like he's found more life. The mechanics never really abandoned him. It was more the mental side of the game. Because Philadelphia, that's been something they've been so good at. And they're a top six team in WRC plus against lefties, top 10 in hard hit percentage. And you think about the way they were able to come at Atlanta's pitchers, both lefties and righties, but especially on the lefties, and just mash them to death throughout that series. Started in game one against Max Fried. 
That, to me, is the biggest part of the handicap where if you're San Diego, you understand, just like the Dodgers here, you're going to have to ride a hater as much as you can in the late innings. And especially with a three-man rotation on the pitching side, you figure Snell is going to get at least two outings in a spot like this given that you only have the two other alternatives in Darvish and Musgrove. So that's where I start the handicap, and that's what's hard for me to figure out, Greg. I I give the Phillies a slight edge in that regard, and if you're going to make me bet this, I'd probably lean that way since they are just a slight dog. But this does feel like as much of a pick-em series as you could probably draw up here. Yep, I give the slight edge to the San Diego Padres just because you did mention it. Josh Hader is now back at 100%, and I think that this is so critical because those that – No inside Milwaukee, and you know this along with myself because both of us are from the great state of Wisconsin, that Josh Hader was just dealing with some things in his personal life, and I'm sure that some people are going to be drawing other conclusions, but I know that there was a little bit of a tough pregnancy that caused him to be a little bit away from the Milwaukee Brewers. His wife was going through quite a few things with it, and I have to feel like that probably weighed on him a little bit, and we always take a look at the analytics. We always take a look at just in general how a guy is doing out there on the field. But I do think that Josh Hader is a classic case of why you have to take humanity into sort of your handicap as well because it just looks like he's in a completely different place right now. And you saw with the L.A. Dodgers, they could not hit him. And in each out of his last 13 outings, is not allowed an earned run, and I think that that's one of the biggest weapons remaining in the postseason. That's a great point you make on the handicapping front, especially for baseball, where we are so statistically and analytically driven. And as you talk about with his wife, which he had to go through right around the All-Star break, that's when the issue started for Hayter. He left the team three different times in that stretch for Milwaukee on the bereavement family list, which is pretty unusual for some, you know, just in general. Clearly had an impact, and the Brewers tried to at least get to some value for him. Looked like for a time that was a trade that would benefit nobody with how bad his tenure for San Diego started here. But you look at the Padres now and how their bullpen, even though numbers, even over the past 30 days, still are not super, <laughs> don't provide you know a whole lot of confidence coming in. You know, and we've seen this in the postseason before, we've seen Milwaukee teams that really didn't have much in the way of hitting or were really top-heavy on the starting pitching side. They made a run. I mean, they made it to a Game 7 of the NLCS, basically riding haters as hard as they could. You'd have to say, I mean, if you're comparing that 2018 Brewers team to what you have in this 2022 Padre team, San Diego definitely has more more punch at the plate hitting-wise. And I'd say you know, the starting pitching is uh, is pretty comparable. And keep in mind, if you're doing the comparison, that Dodger team the Brewers were going up against was an absolute behemoth, probably much better on paper than Philadelphia. So the path to me, Greg, as you lay out, is it's definitely there. And with how good Darvish and Musgrove have been, especially when you start a postseason, you have both of those guys going into New York and Darvish setting the table really for the postseason. That, to me, is where this run began for San Diego. When you think about how disappointing they were the bulk of the regular season, especially when you have the home field advantage, that's nice, but that to me doesn't matter as much for San Diego. It's more like, can you go on the road? Like, what can you do at Citizens Bank Park? Where that was clearly an intimidating factor on the Atlanta side. A little bit surprising, right? For a divisional opponent who has made a World Series run, ought to be used to a park like that. And they really looked imposed and, and a little bit off their game. So I imagine that that will travel to pitching for Darvish and Musgrove specifically. I just have to think. And to me, it's like if you like San Diego, I'd imagine that Profiles is more of an under-series. If you like Philadelphia, you, you probably think more of these games go over because Philly is going to have to keep the bats hot to win the series. That, that to me, was a big thing 
when we know, as you mentioned, that the bullpen has been a bit of a weakness. And you are, at this point in the year, I mean, you're still rolling out Noah Syndergaard as a fourth starter in the playoffs. It's been a bit of an ambitious stretch there to rely on a guy like him in the back end of your rotation there. So that's kind of how I would play it if I was betting this. You know, looking to overs or Phillies, if you're looking to correlate it, unders or Padres. I don't know if you agree there, but that's probably what it comes down to. And nothing nothing will surprise me. I kind of expect at least a six-game series here. I totally agree with you. I do think that the more overs that we see, the better it is for the Phillies. And the more unders that we see, it is better for the Padres, as Ben Wilson does amazing work over here at VEASAN. He's joining me on the podcast. And I really do think that this is just a matchup-by-matchup series because you take a look at game one, figures to be Zach Wheeler going for the Philadelphia Phillies. And then you've got Yu Darvish, who's going to be going for the San Diego Padres. No doubt a great pitching matchup. Then in game two, you're going to have Aaron Noll, who's been terrific on the road for the Philadelphia Phillies all season long. Got to figure that he goes up against Blake Snell. And those are two games I think are going to be playing themselves to the under. But I really think that when things go back to Philadelphia, when you've got Rangers Suarez and then pretty much mystery starter, we saw the <laughs> right. boo-boo platter of like Noah Thor, Syndergaard. You could see some Bailey Falter. I sure hope we don't see Kyle Gibson because that's pretty much a human white flag for the Philadelphia Phillies. But if you see those guys, got to be figuring out a lot of runs. And I think that this is for what you were talking about a little bit earlier, this being a bit more of a pick'em series. And I agree with that. I give a little bit of an edge to the Padres, but I think that this is a relatively evenly match where I think the real value is, is just playing this game by game because I really like the under in game one with you Darvish going. I think that both games in San Diego with a total of seven or even a six half, I can see those going under. And then when you get back to Philadelphia, I think that those games turn a little bit more offensive base. I think that you could see a slugfest breakout. And I think that you could be looking at much more of an overswing in those games. And those could bode quite a bit better for the Philadelphia Phillies. And then you could perhaps get yourself into a best of three sort of scenario. Absolutely. I think that's the proper way to play it. Just It would be remiss without noting the fact that you think about this series specifically, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, my mind is triggered this memory since this series does start in San Diego. But you go back seven years, and these were the two worst teams in the NL. It's just kind of amazing in the way baseball works in today's day and age. I was actually at a Phillies Padres game at Petco. I was on vacation. This was August 2015, and the t- I mean, there was nobody at this game. Both of these teams ended up losing at least 90 games, if not 100. I think the Padres losing pitcher that day was Kevin Quackenbush. I know a guy you're very familiar with, Greg. He was like Alexi Amarista. You know, was like the leadoff hitter then for San Diego. So what's funny is that, that was Aaron, I, that was Aaron Nola as a rookie, basically. I remember watching him start at Petco. And it's like how these franchises have come. It's just amazing to me. It's funny because you know, we can talk this, about the same deal with the Astros on the AL side. And they were kind of in a similar position back then when you think about the rebuild. I think the Padre crowd, too, it's been it's kind of underrated. Like you, I don't think most people were expecting to get the zany, crazed crowd that we got for that Padre-Dodger series. I think part of that certainly was the proximity of the two teams. But I expect as much as people will say, well, Philly might actually have an advantage here with the crowd. Like These are going to be awesome atmospheres. I think these fans for both teams have been waiting for teams like these for some time so what does that lean to like we always tend to say good pitching in general tends to be good hitting I would like to follow that and it would certainly follow your lead to to back the Padres here I'm just a little scared off going against Philadelphia at least from a series perspective but we've seen how hot they can be in short sample sizes so if anything it's it would be just the game by game but I can't wait just to see the atmosphere as I think back I still have my scorecard saved Greg from that I think it was August 7th 2015 game that was just horrific baseball going back and forth Yeah, that was not necessarily the world's greatest baseball, to say the least. I think that this series should be significantly better, and I think that we should see something that is pretty darn solid out there in the ALCS as well as 
We are currently doing this as we have no idea how the ALDS Game 5 game turned out or if we got one in general because we're doing this during the very long rain delay that we saw out there. So that's a very interesting ordeal. And if we do not get a game on Monday, and heck, even if we do get a game but it goes super-duper late, you got to figure that that votes very well for the Astros. But I just feel like with the NLCS that we just talked about, winner of that, in my opinion, is going to be getting the Astros, whether or not it is the Guardians or the Yankees. I mean, especially if this game does not get played for Monday, I just take a look at the Astros. I feel like they've got more depth in terms of pitching than any other team that is remaining right now. The Guardians might be able to match it in the bullpen, but Guardians certainly are not going to be able to match up with the Houston Astros in terms of that offense. I'm not sure how you take a look at things in the American League, but the way that I view it, the Astros should be able to take care of whoever they are going to be facing in this ALCS. No question. The Mariner series tells you a lot. It just did, If you're looking at the small sample size for what makes this Houston team so hard to beat, just in a series-type setting, and as much as you say, all right, well, what do, you, what do you get outside of the three starting pitchers? And we saw some struggles from Justin Verlander in his in his first postseason start against Seattle, and you can maybe ask the question, all right, the guy's almost 40. You know, what do you, what, do you, what will you get as the innings continue to pile up for him? But, like, we saw out of Luis Garcia a game Saturday, and you had the seven different relievers used, all of whom were just tremendous against Seattle in the sweep. It just shows you, even though I know the argument could be made, well, you take Gordon Alvarez out of the game on the Houston lineup, and who's really beating you? I mean, fair, when you think about how Seattle pitched them in that uh, in the ALDS series to begin with, but the depth there, to me, makes makes all the difference. And I felt, and we talked about this back in the, early in the regular season, that they were clearly a notch above the Yankees, even when New York was on this insane 120-win pace. And it felt that way then. I certainly feel that way now with how the results have borne out long-term for New York. So regardless of who wins that series, would certainly make the Astros a pretty healthy favorite. Vison, we had one of the DraftKings senior traders who, who works on setting the MLB lines uh, with us. And, and he was saying it would probably be Astros in the minus $2 range if it was the Guardians. In a way, I'm hoping the Yankees get by again. We don't know what will happen yet. But I would imagine that there's enough Yankee support still in the market with how public of a team they are. And I, what's interesting is from what I've heard, at least from the bookmaking perspective, is a lot of these books haven't gotten much Astros interest all year. Just because like the general public, like they don't want to bet the Astros. They still have the whole trash can cheating thing in the back of their minds. Yet, Houston is pretty clearly the bet to make right now. That's the angle I'd be looking at. And, and you think about where they're at bullpen-wise, it can also make for some really good in-game positions. Let's say that the bats outside of Alvarez stay relatively quiet and you get these low-scoring, tight games into the late innings. You give a huge edge to, to Houston in those particular spots. Regardless of who it is against Cleveland or New York, you're going to have a really taxed bullpen on the other side. So there will be edges like that to play, especially in-game. And as much as it's hard to sometimes predict out and, and sort of forecast where the in-game edge, edge is going to be, that's a clear one to me, Greg, that jumps out, and that's without even knowing who the opponent is. Yep, and the clear advantage that we're going to have with the Astros as well is just the experience factor, the fact that they made the World Series last year, and I mean, they have been in the ALCS. I think now each out of the last five or six seasons, this team has been an absolute wagon, so... You got that as a nice edge for this Astros team as well. And we always get an edge on this podcast when you join us, Ben, because you do absolutely amazing work taking a look at the great game of baseball. But on top of that, I know that you're doing some work for the G League this season as we've got one out here in lovely Las Vegas. Like I said, Victor Weyabanamba. I probably Wembenyama, Greg. Wembenyama, yep. <laughs> we were trying, and yeah, that the guy is absolutely amazing. We'll just call him Victor W because... 
He is going to be taking the NBA by storm in the next few seasons. You got a nice up close and personal view of him. And on top of that, I know that you're doing a great job taking a look at the great game of football, getting geared up for a great college basketball season as well. So love the good people at home. Know they're able to follow you on social media and just everything that you've got going on in general. Yeah, we're at Ben underscore Wilson underscore one. Always appreciate kind words, Greg. And yes, the G League season starts November 4th. Scoot Henderson is the other guy who is the going to be the number two overall pick next year. He is the star player for the G League Ignite. So I'm doing all those games this year. Really excited for that. I just added a gig at the Tennis Channel. So I'm doing, they have a new Red Zone type show there that uh, launches here in a couple weeks. So we're, we're doing that. It's with a live betting angle. So for the bettors out there, if you've ever wanted to get into live tennis betting, that is called The Second Serve, a new show that launches in a couple weeks. So pumped for that. And uh, as always, very busy. I'll, I'll be very excited to listen to all your shows here throughout the end of these CS and World Series, Greg, because I know you always have great insights. So it's going to be a fun few weeks here. Ben has it all covered now. He does baseball, tennis football, too, yeah. basketball, tennis, I don't think you do any hockey quite yet. We'll need to have you helping out our good friend Andy McNeil because I know he does all a tremendous job here at Vison with all of that. But I mean, my goodness, Ben is the man of all sports, does so all so well, and whenever he joins this podcast, always lends terrific insights. A big thanks to Ben for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Vison family of podcasts. Coming up next, it is that time of the podcast. I give you picks and analysis for NLCS Game 1 and Well, as of right now, may or may not be ALDS Game 5. We shall see on that in a little something I like to call Touch a Ball. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your head. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. 
Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard. But All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast. It is always great to get Ben Wilson aboard. He does amazing work for us over at VEASAN. On top of that, as you heard, he's doing some work for the Tennis Channel. I know that we saw him on Fox Sports' coverage of college basketball last season as well. He's doing some work for the G League. He did some indoor football. I mean, the guy literally does a little bit of everything, and he does so all so well. It is always a pleasure to get him aboard. A big thanks to Ben for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Tuesday as we... Touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do you know that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GNRS41. As I do this, we've only got one game on the board. You will hear an insert if we wind up getting the ALDS game pushed back to Tuesday. But as I record this live, we are having just one game on the board, so that'll keep things nice, clean, and easy. And this is obviously going to be the DK Nation pick as well. So we go 951-952 on the betting board. The Philadelphia Phillies are on the road facing off against the Slam Diego Padres. As you, Darvish, is going to be going for the pods. Zach Whelan and Dylan Wheeler is going to be on the bump for the Phillies. And the Phillies are finding themselves as slight underdogs in this ordeal. You're going to be getting them between a plus 105 to a plus 115. Minus 121 to minus 126 is the number on the Padres. Six and a half is the total. The over is anywhere between minus 115 and minus 125. The under, that is anywhere between minus 105 and plus 105. And this is a circumstance where I do like the under and I do like the San Diego Padres with the Padres. I set 
set them more of a minus 134 favorite, so I'm going to be willing to ride with them, and I'm going to make the DK Nation pick the Padres in this spot, just because with the Padres, they do have such a big bullpen advantage over the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, the Philadelphia Phillies have been able to mix and match quite a bit more, and with Zach Wheeler, he is going to be able to lend much more length than Guys in the regular season were able to, like Kyle Gibson, Bailey Falter, list goes on and on. But also be mindful that Zach Wheeler has not been the same pitcher on the road as he has been at home. Now, these are regular season numbers during the postseason. Wheeler has been a little bit better, giving up three runs in 12 and a third innings in his two road postseason starts. But during the regular season, he did have a 384 road ERA compared to a buck 85 ERA at home. Also be mindful, too, though, that with these San Diego Padres, you've got a bunch that they average nearly five runs per game on the road compared to more like 3.7 runs per game at home. It's been a Padres team that they have struggled a little bit with the bats, and I mean, it makes sense. It's just because Petco Park is one of the most pitcher-friendly parks you're going to find in all the big leagues, but Yu Darvish has really thrived on that. Ever since he has gotten to San Diego, his ERA has been significantly better at home than on the road. 3.50 road ERA compared to a 2.60 home ERA, and when it comes to Yu Darvish at home, he has been giving up about 1.1 home runs per nine innings, but fewer than two walks per nine. His strikeouts per nine rate, that is right at a nine, but you also take a look at what Yu Darvish has been able to do regular season and postseason over the course of his last six starts. This guy has been absolute nails as he's been posting up a sub-250 ERA. They get banged around a little bit against the LA Dodgers, but I think that you could expect a very good start from Yu Darvish as he has allowed three runs or fewer in all but one of his last 17 starts, so he has been nails on that front, and something else we were talking about with our good friend Ben Wilson is the Padres having that big advantage with Josh Hader, 14 straight appearances without an earned run, he gave up an earned run in a regular season game against the Dodgers, that was not his fault, but he has been terrific, Stephen Wilson, he's been able to step up in the bullpen, and Robert Suarez, he had a sub-3 ERA during the regular season long, Tim Hill, these are much better options that you've got with the Philadelphia Phillies, as with the Phillies, they've been dealing with an injury to David Robertson, now, I like Brad and sub-250 ERA during the regular season. And Sir Anthony Dominguez seems to be himself once again coming off the injured list. He was not looking great towards the end of the regular season, but in that series against the Atlanta Braves, he was able to throw three scoreless settings, punching out six in those. It looks like he's back to rolling the way that he was. But Andrew Bellotti, Connor Brogdon, they're a little bit of a downgrade in terms of what they are able to provide versus the San Diego Padres. Now, I will say for the Philadelphia Phillies, you do have a guy in Kyle Schwarber that's certainly able to supply the boom. He was able to have 45 plus home runs during the regular season. Set his struggles here in the postseason. He's got one more hit than myself, but you know who's not struggling? Bryce Harper. From September 1st until the end of the regular season, a very early October, he was sitting a buck 96 in that five-week stretch with three home runs. He's got three home runs here in the postseason, and he's been hitting a 435 here in the playoffs. He has been absolutely terrific. Reese Hoskins hit or miss guy, but he seemed to heat up towards back half of the series against the Atlanta Braves at 30 home runs and hit about a 250 overall during the season. JT Riumito since the All-Star break, he's been able to hit about a 300. You've had Bryson Sott be able to pick it up as well. In the postseason, it's been a little bit more hit or miss, but post-All-Star break, he was solid. Gene Segura hitting about a 275 for the season, and Alec Boehm has been able to do a nice job moving the line in general, but for the San Diego Padres, Trent Grisham with three home runs here in the postseason. He's all of a sudden been able to find it in. That was a big question mark because got a lot of guys like Juan Soto, Hassam Kim, Jurickson Profar, Jake Cronenworth that throughout the season fit about a 238 to a 250 who'd be able to step up, be able to offer a little bit more for them. Heck, even Austin Nola. He was another guy that was sort of in that fold. He has been hitting very well here in the postseason as 
He and Grisham both hitting at 381. You've been able to have Juan Soto come up with some very timely hitting as well. He always is able to move the line, but he's been able to do that as well. And then you've had a pair of home runs and Manny Machado just continuing to do what he does. He had about a 300 during the regular season, hitting a 296 here in the postseason. So the Padres, they just look like the more well-rounded team. I think that Zach Wheeler is going to struggle a little bit on the road, but I do think that Wheeler probably going to have a performance similar to how he pitched against the Atlanta Braves. Probably goes like six innings, giving up three runs. I think that this is going to be a low-scoring game. Yu Darvish has been tremendous coming into this one. Very much a pitcher-friendly ballpark as well. So balls that might fly out in Philadelphia in June and July. They should be able to hold in this ballpark. Semi-total at 6.3. Looking at the under DK Nation write-up. That is going to be on the San Diego Padres money line. And here's the insert. As 957-958 is on the board. The Guardians are on the road facing off against the New York Yankees. It looks like it's going to be Aaron Savali still for the Cleveland Guardians. There is a chance that we could see Shane Bieber, but with that said, looking like Aaron Savali for the Cleveland Guardians and Nancy Nestor Cortez is going to be on the bump for the New York Yankees as I am recording this right around 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. There is no numbers listed for this game, but I've had to adjust my handicap from what I was going to be going with because you may recall yesterday the DK Nation pick was going to be on the over of 7F when it was supposed to be James to tie on for the Yankees. I think that's a game changer that this has been pushed back a full day and now you've got Nestor Cortez and a day of rest for that bullpen as I know my total is 6.9, so a 6 effort less, I'd be still willing to dive in on the over, but now a 7 or higher. I'll be taking a look at the under and with the Yankees. I had the minus 152 before with Jamison Tyon on the mound. I'm willing to go to a minus 174. I think that this is a complete game changer having Nestor Cortez out there on the mound because he has been supreme at home thus far this season as he's got a sub-2 ERA giving up right around .6 home runs per 9 innings. He's been able to do a good job with the swing and miss stuff all season long, getting a little bit over 9.5 strikeouts per 9 innings, but on top of that, with Nestor Cortez, the command, that has been rock solid as well all season long, giving up fear of the two and a half walks per nine innings. So he goes up against someone in Aaron Savali that credit where credit is due. Three runs are fear surrendered in nine out of his last 10 starts post-All-Star break and an ERA of about a 3-2 after pre-All-Star break. It was a little bit north of a 6-1, but Aaron Savali has also made pretty much four starts since the beginning of the month of September. It's been very touch and go. He's had two stints on the injured list and he also comes in having given up multiple multiple home runs in three out of his last five starts, and those starts came against the Royals twice, the Texas Rangers, the Chicago White Sox, and the Seattle Mariners, so not necessarily the most stiff of competition, and for Savali, he's really at his road struggles. 380 home ERA compared to a 588 on the road. Now, I do think that you do have a Guardian team that they're going to be able to piggyback off of him. You've got another starter in Zach Fleasack who is going to be good to go. You can utilize Cody Morris for a few innings, and then you get into guys like Trevor Steven, Enyo De Los Santos, Sam Etiges, Ailper provided a sub-3-2 ERA out of the bullpen. James Karinczak and Emmanuel Classe. They're the best 8th and ninth inning duo in all of baseball. But now for the New York Yankees, you're able to utilize James Santayan in a little bit of relief. Juani Peralta is now going to be good to go for this game along with Clay Holmes, which I recognize that both of these guys but a little bit touch and go, but you're still able to get some good production there. I don't understand why Lucas Lukey really hasn't been utilized in this series. He's someone that I actually really do like right around 270 ERA as well. Miguel Castro, so no shortage of options there. And for the New York Yankees, Yankees. 
You do have a rock-solid offense that is headlined by Aaron Judge now out of the leadoff spot. I thought that that was very big for this team. He had the 62 home runs, but Anthony Rizzo, John Carlos Sander in the regular season, a combined 63 home runs. Neither guy have necessarily been able to do a tremendous job in terms of average, but you do have Rizzo who's been able to provide an on-base percentage of right around a 340 all season long. And Harrison Bader, in this series, he's already got three home runs. He's been living up to his billing. That has been massive. And Josh Allen sends a little bit of a knucklehead, but he's hitting about a 250 overall for the series. He's been able to move the line along with Isaiah Canerfalefa and a 275 less of a knuckle item for the Cleveland Guardians. This team was second to last in terms of home runs in the league during the regular season, but that said, they did a much better job on the road. Among their 127 home runs this season, they had 77 of them come on the road compared to just 50 at home as you've got five guys that were able to hit at least a 280 during the regular season. Andres Jimenez, Ahmed Rosario, Oscar Gonzalez, Jose Ramirez and Stephen Kwan and really the only guy on the team that had 20 plus home runs during the regular season Ramirez north of 120 RBI it's been a little bit touch and go here in the postseason though I think that there's a massive pitching advantage for the New York Yankees I do think that the rain out really benefited them after the day of travel and the Yankees were having a little bit of a tough time getting into town as well so got my total set at a 6.9 so 6 half or less looking at the over 7 or higher to the under and with the Yankees set the minus 174 on on the money line as well. That will wrap things up for the Tuesday edition of the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the VEASAN family of podcasts. A big thanks to Ben Wilson of VEASAN for joining me in the last segment. If you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Baseball Betting Show, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at gnet underscore d1. Keep in mind, letters CM. They mean does not matter. So as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Five that five star review coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season. That means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.